Giannis on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Oh my dick! Stay oh, back! Oh my god! Are you kidding me? 30 no Welcome to Emmanuel Paul Allen. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you very much. What's up, bud? All right, bro. Your brother. All right. You Good can to have see you right Hello, there. Hello, everybody. All righty. Uh, it's quite the honor to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> so cool, dude. Uh, you are all about the purple. So much your shoes. Hey. My goodness. And the socks. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I wore these obnoxious. I wore these uh, defined loud shoes purposely. Hi, everybody over there, how are you? Uh, you get to see the uh, best angle of my third chin by being this way. <laughs> um, I wore these shoes. This is only the second time I've worn them. The first time we beat the Green Bay Packers. So I'm like, if we can slay that, then we can kind of slay anything in the secular, but maybe they're good luck, even though I don't believe in luck. Amen. <laughs> well, you should probably wear them all the time then, Paul. Mm -hmm. If that's, if that's yeah. the lucky charm or whatever hey, to if win. If it gets Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos, I'll sleep with them. You'll have those shoes on at nighttime, huh? What? You'll, you'll oh, that's, that'd be interesting. Uh, hey, so... When it comes to your story, your journey, you've done a lot of different things. You've been on radio for how long? Uh, let's see, quarter century, uh, hosting radio at K-Fan. K-Fan, yep, and uh, I've listened to you all those years. It's been fun, and I think there's a whole world of people. Let me know when you're listening so I can clean up my life. There you go. <laughs> how long After have, those losses. How long have you been uh, doing the Vikings? Uh, I just finished my 20th year calling Vikings football on the radio. Aw, uh, been a racetrack announcing at Canterbury Park, brought me to Minnesota in 1998 full-time. Uh, so I've done that nearly 30 years. And, you know, uh, one of the many things when people are like, if they have the confidence or time or don't care enough about themselves to actually ask me, so Paul, what do you think God is? There, there are just many, many routes I can go down, but these blessed, wonderful jobs that I have where God has given me a following to put me in a place like this and, and verbal skills to be here, all God-given, is I'll say that all of these jobs that I have, I didn't go to college. And I auditioned for all of these jobs. And the first Vikings game I called in 2002 on the radio, regular season at Champagne, that was the first regular season game I'd ever called in my life. So that's, wow. you know, for me at least, the what what I saw and knew then, I see and know now. Wow. And what God was doing 20 years ago to shape me, to glorify him, to be here today and say, can I get a witness, amen. <laughs> uh, and, and you kinda, because you're the voice of the Vikings, you're on KFN, a lot, a lot of times you reflect the emotion that the average fan has. So uh, the day after a victory, you're sounding pretty good. Mm. The day after a loss, let's just say you sound like we do sometimes. Yeah, yeah, without the curse words. Yeah. Um, at least on the radio, uh, yeah. the FCC ones you can't say. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it, it, I mean, God blessed me in a way and, and given in the eyes of God, we're all the same. 
And as the Bible teaches, he chose us, we didn't choose him. So having recognition for that, a very strong recognition for God's will, not my will, off what Pastor Nate just said, you know, there, there are moments where it's, Cam Dantzler, what are you doing? <laughs> like in a game against Seattle, that comes from my heart. Or Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook, whomever, and he's loose! <laughs> just bringing that from my heart. And it's all God-given. Do the, do the Minneapolis miracle, though. Minneapolis miracle? You gotta do that call. Well, if you, if you can get somebody like rookie safety Marcus Williams to completely blow the play there, somebody play digs and toe-tap the sidelines, uh -huh. Greg Coleman pointing like this, uh, just in case Stefan did not know which way to run, then I'll do the whole thing. Okay. Uh, the part I can do, it's a 61-yard Minneapolis miracle! I love that one, I love that one but it pales in comparison to the miracle of water turning to wine. That is a real miracle. <laughs> Come Amen. On. Let's go. I like that. I like that. So, I forgot to put that in the call. <laughs> so now, uh, I, in the years that I've listened to you, I've noticed a change in the last couple years. You started talking more about faith. Um, you have a podcast, a faith podcast, which I think is worth listening to. Right on, man. Um, but, Andrew Morgan, the next guest. And when we talked about uh, this on the phone the other day, one of the things you said was there's a turning point about three years ago or so. Uh, talk, talk about that turning point for you. Right. I'm 56 years of age. I've lived in, I went to high school and junior college in Southern California around LA. I'm from Washington, D.C. I uh, lived in the Philippines, Hawaii, Grand Island, Nebraska, Pocatello, Idaho, here. So, God, you know, God, through divorce or whatever, has had me all over the world, where I've been very blessed to live in many different cultures. And so, therefore, moving here full-time in 1998, it was eye-opening to a certain extent. Um, however, one thing for me, I always, even though I didn't until three years ago, I had never read the Bible. Never. I mean, our Father art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. I was taught the Lord's Prayer. I didn't study it and read it. Um, and I didn't know Jesus was God on earth uh, until three years ago. But I was a kid and a person who always gave thanks to God all of my life. I'd walk in the Pacific Ocean and I'd say, Father, maybe not with my hands here, but like, Father, this is so beautiful. Thank you very much or living a reprehensible life, which, which, you know, I sin, I still sin, and there are a lot of things to work on for me and all of us, but 93 to 98 around there, man, I was in San Francisco, it was a rough existence for me. No friends, no family members trying to start my career. It was all I, not thy. Put myself in some really, really difficult spots, and um, through that, I would come home to Rockaway Beach in Pacifica, California, where I shared it with a couple of people, and. I, I would just say, Father, thank you very much for keeping me, me within your bubble of love. These problems I'm creating, if they go as badly as they possibly can go, I'm still gonna love you as much tomorrow, if not more. And I was always that guy. Now, three years ago, um, I'm at a Baptist church in Burnsville, going to church for the first time in many, many, many years, outside of the obligatory Christmas and Easter. And, um, and Pastor Wes was doing something called All Sides of the Savior. And it was the story of the burden of unforgiveness. And it was a kind of a, mount, like Sam Acho spoke in the first service, kind of a mountaintop to the bottom, a from the ashes kind of story. 
and passages were popping up and everything, and I had heard of Corinthians and Lamentations and all that, but I didn't really know what it meant. Then this thing popped up, Matthew 11, 28, 30, uh, from the book of Matthew, and what, what, now that I've studied it and I really understand it, this took place, Jesus was preaching to the disciples, and this took place after he had admonished unrepenting cities. So he had just laid into cities for how they were living with idolatry 2,000 years ago. And then it, Jesus said, after that, just let's be quiet for a second and let's just let the stimulation of the room overcome our hearts. Mm. Because that's what happened to me with a testimony, an effectual calling, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. I must have looked at that thing, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, ever read in my life. It changed my life. It, what, I, what I saw and knew and I now see and know that passage right there indicated to me from a practicality standpoint is even if you don't believe in God, that's the most beautiful thing you can ever read in your life. And then from a believer, I'm like, if Jesus's heart is lowly, why can't mine be like that every second of the day? Mm -hmm. So calling football games, doing radio shows, calling horse races, that's not my identity. Serving God every day of my life is my identity and it ain't stopping. And this following and skill set he gave me, I serve him. It's thy, not I. Amen. Amen. <laughs> one more thing. We'll, we'll take a little bit of extra time here, Paul, because one of the things that you uh, talked about is the change of your view of God, of who Jesus was. And Jesus is God. And so you went from kind of the bubble God to Jesus being your savior. Yeah. Um, do you think that's important for others to do the same thing? Absolutely, the, the recognition of Jesus dying on the cross and rising. I mean, there are people in the hallway, they're like, hey, during the resurrection, if you were back there then with a metaphorical microphone, would you have said, hey, there goes Jesus and he's loose. <laughs> he got out of there and uh, went to Galilee. But that is very significant. And the recognition of God being Alpha Omega, first and last, all sovereign, his will is everything, ours is nothing. Our will is nothing. When you can get that into your hearts and understand he has his hands in everything, that unlocks and opens so much through the Holy Spirit. And so we tie them all together as one being God. And of course, Son of Man, God on Earth, is a major, 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 major part of the equation. But remember, at the end, or around Matthew 7, nearing the end of the Sermon on the Mount, it was God as Son of Man saying, I never knew you. And that is a very, very impactful passage that hits me every single day. So it's a balancing act, it can be exhausting, and I'm never giving it up the rest of my life. Come on now, you love Jesus. Would you give it up for Paul Allen?